0: This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment. Today is Monday, October 18th, 2021, and I have with me now a 3D expert in Israel who's going to talk a little bit about his 3D printing business, Ben Sharif from Israel. Uh, ben Sion, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. So, f- what first got you interested in starting out in that field with 3D printing, and um, what was the very first thing you made? it what was the very fr- what was the very first thing you ever made that started with the 3D printing? I mean, I started about uh, eight or nine years
1: ago, uh, and basically, I just thought it was really cool. I saw a video about it, and I thought it was really interesting. I looked a little bit into it. The more I looked into it, the more I found that it's possible that I could do it on my own. And uh, the first thing I actually made was before I even got a 3D printer, I made a model of uh, tefillin, which is like a Jewish ritual item, and I made it the shape of the uh, the Holy Temple, which was like my first idea. And months later, I was actually able to to print it out.
0: That's a, that sounds really neat. Now, do you remember what that first? Do you remember what that first video was about? The video that you watched that got you into it, like, or you forgot what that first video was about. It was a really
1: long time ago. I know that it was about three D printing. It could it have been uh, just a video explaining about what the possibilities of three D printing are and what it, what three D printers can do and what new three D printers are out there, which back then was. Was uh, very rudimentary
0: compared to what's available nowadays, but uh, it was very, very fascinating. All the new stuff coming out. That sounds really cool. Um, as everyone knows around the world about that beer bug, uh, during the beer bug, which I guess for some people is still going on, was it in 3D printing that you made some sort of a some sort of a device that helped hospitals t- during this time? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, a big shortage of PPE when Corona first hit, which is uh personal protective uh, devices that are basically doctors and other people in, uh, in uh, first aid uh, were, were having trouble getting even masks to cover themselves, so uh, there were a few different designers that made printable brackets to hold visors that would make it extremely cheap and fast to get this PPE out to uh the personal protective equipment there however it's called to, to get out to the to these root first responders and i helped out a lot in the situation we um i was one of the head people in logistics for for the jerusalem surrounding area so I would help out to to set, find out who in the community uh, had printed out different parts and get it picked up by different people and get it sent out to the different facilities, whether it be the healthcare, healthcare facilities or the, the hospitals, the, uh, the, the police, to get these people uh, out there. And also I was able to get in touch with uh, a friend of mine, in Singapore that developed an app that would make it easier to print multiple visors at the same time uh, in one shot as opposed to what what was previously done one by one that you would have to send a printer to print each one individually. Uh, we were able to develop one that was able to be stackable
0: print up to the top of the printer's volume we print sometimes 20 30 at a time uh, so that really helped out that sounds good to do that many at one time um your business with the 3d printing is there a particular time where you're most when you're busiest and are there are there times where you guys are really don't have a lot of um stuff going on where it's not as busy
1: 3D printing, there's always new stuff coming out all the time, um, so there's always something to do, there's always new stuff coming out there to learn. Um, as far as downtime, uh, it's a good question. Usually, there's, if there isn't something coming from one, side, one direction, there's always something else being developed in another, so it's a very, very exciting deal. There's really no downtime unless you want it to be so, so for us as a business, there's always
0: something new to to look into and to bring into the country or to develop ourselves. Okay, that's good. Um, you can you can just talk a little bit longer. I'm trying to come up with some more questions. Tell me, tell me more about what you like about it. I mean,
1: maybe we
0: should give a little bit of background of what three D printing is. Oh, for sure. That's for, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good. So give a, give a little bit of a, of a background sure so um basically um, 3d printing
1: is um, the opposite of uh if you're familiar with cnc or machining there's basically two two main different kinds of manufacturing there's subtractive manufacturing and additive manufacturing subtractive manufacturing is basically where you take a block of material let's say a block of metal, and you have a uh, a very sharp piece of, of uh, uh, a very sharp bit that basically is cutting that metal into sh- into a shape that you want. That's subtractive. You're taking the, uh, 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 a volume of material and you're subtracting from it in order to get your final product. With 3D printing, it's the exact opposite. You're basically starting out with a roll of filament or with resin or some kind of base material, and you are using that in order to create your final product. Um, so in the case of three, uh, 3D printing, the most ubiquitous today is 3D printing. It's called FDM or FFF which is which is basically you're taking a thermoplastic uh, line, which is around two millimeters thick, and you're feeding it into a hot end, which basically heats it up to around 200 degrees Celsius, and that hot end basically is driven to specific locations to deposit that material in order to additively manufacture a product in order to take from nothing from an empty space and add that material in order to to make the object that you
0: want okay oh that sounds very interesting all right we're going to take a quick commercial break and then i have a few more questions about the business for you okay sounds good okay great It is 100% free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your mobile cell phone or computer. Anchor.fm Podcasting will distribute your podcast for you so that you can be heard on all the other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one easy to find place to work everything out together. Download the free Anchor.fm application on your iOS, Apple smartphone, or on your Android, or go to Anchor.fm to get started. And we're back from the commercial, and my next question about the business for you is, are you you saying all the things needed for it are cheap, or are some items to get involved with the whole business um, a bit um, pricier than than a cheap price to get all the um, equipment necessary?
1: it's a great question Um, about ten years ago the price for a 3d printer was minimum eighty thousand dollars just to get the printer today the things have gotten cheaper and cheaper to where you can spend less than two hundred dollars and have enough uh have a printer and enough material in order to be to be on your way and printing for uh lots and lots of objects basically you can fix well, many things around your house, have all these things that you can print for friends, and stuff like that. So I mean, the, the, the prices drop dramatically. Um, that doesn't mean that it ha- that, the, that it's necessarily cheap, but it's a good starting point. There are many people that are able to make very incredible objects at a very low price point, but there are still printers out there and different printer techniques that, uh, that can be very expensive. There's still machines out there, that can cost hundreds of thousands of dollars, um, and and uh, there's any, anything in between, you know, from like I was saying before, you printing in thermoplastics is the cheapest one, and now resin printing is becoming even more uh, more ubiquitous. It's becoming cheaper, and you get accuracy of uh, on a much higher level. You even have 3D printing in metal, which uh, which is also getting cheaper in price, but it's still very expensive
0: in comparison and you can actually print metal parts, which is really, really, really cool. Nice. So uh, a while back, you had emailed me about a link to 3D printing and when I had opened it back then and still now, the email is very um too complicated for me to really understand myself how to get 3D printing, but that's cool. like really neat that you know what you're doing and I found other stuff that I like to do on my own outside of things that aren't related to 3D printing. Um, but the next thing I wanted to ask you, since this Not so much for me um, when you make stuff for everybody. For anybody that has children or grandchildren, I know you've made stuff for your kids or for other people's kids. What are some things you've made 3D printing that kids would like as far as things you made that kids could use? That's a
1: great question. Um, So. I've printed a lot of stuff for my kids personally, and I've even gotten some of them to learn 3D printing, so they make
0: stuff for themselves. You, wait, um, so you actually taught some of them to make stuff on their own?
1: Oh yeah, my uh, my two oldest can
0: use a 3D printer. Oh wow, that's so really impressive. So they can make some down. of the stuff on their own? Go, go ahead, go on. Oh yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah, so some of the, the
1: things that I think they, they found the coolest were uh, I, I made some Nerf guns a while back that they really enjoy using, and, uh, like, little vases around the house and different things that they, they can play with, a lot of them I made gifts for their teachers at the end of the
0: year, you know, with their name on it, pen holders, stuff like that, and, uh, different things, like, that's, that's really good, yeah, and I remember that you made, um, what, uh, like, a lightsaber, you made a lightsaber, like, for Star Wars you made a lightsaber? Right. And and for me, since you know that I'm into the the character of um a Batman, you actually made me a batarang. That's right. That's really it's really neat how you can make anything out of that and how, and kids and now your two oldest know how to do make stuff for themselves so that's really cool. Um, I know you said you have a um 6 p.m. Uh, meeting where on um in where where you live in the nec- in the world. Um, so how we how are we doing on time so far? Doing great on time. Okay, great. Um, now you mainly started this yourself, but do you have other people you work with? Do you have like employees that work with you or
1: so at this point I don't really have any employees, but I do work with a lot of different companies and a lot of different people, uh, whenever I need to to reach out to them or whenever um, whenever I need to develop something. So uh So basically what I do is I sell uh, a lot of different 3D printing equipment, be it 3D printers or the filament that goes into it or the different um, parts that you replace or upgrade on a 3D printer. But I also develop products for a few different customers and I do a service of printing parts for people that already have the files ready. So sometimes... uh, uh, when when developing something is a little bit too hard, so I'll, I'll hire some some friends that uh, are engineers that will help me develop these parts. And uh, but in general, I'm working as a one man show. Uh,
0: oh, generally, generally, generally a one man show. Okay, how did you get started with the person from Singapore?
1: So okay, he's a, he's actually a software developer specifically in the 3D printing space, and he made some very, very cool software. And I got into it, and then when when COVID hit and we were trying to make these masks, I knew that a lot of people had been making these mask stacks. Um, and I thought that it was very, like, very janky the way that they were putting it together. And I knew that it could have been done very, very easily by someone that knows how to work the software. So I reached out to him and I told him the situation. And he looked into it and he said, yeah, no problem, I can do it, and that night he worked on it. The next day he had it, and out of that, there were literally 10, literally thousands of, of users all over the world that were using this program in order to uh, put out this PDF at, at a faster rate and uh, be able to, you know, go to sleep and have the machine running and do all the work as opposed
0: to, you know, having to change it out every, every half an hour to an hour, you know, if you let it run all night and that way the production was increased significantly. Whoa, that got more people in with the program, nice. Um, yeah. okay, um, I'm just trying to think if there's any other questions to ask about 3D printing before we wrap up. Um what's the what is the hardest or most difficult aspect of getting 3d printing ready for people um i
1: think that basically getting to the point where you understand the basics and moving from there is like the the initial user experience and the initial getting into 3d printing and knowing how it works is a little bit of the of the probably the hardest part of getting into 3d printing because once you actually know what parts of the 3d printers do what and how you want to design for 3d printing uh it gets a lot easier
0: the the curve gets gets much much easier so what wait so wait at what point at what point does it get easier
1: you're
0: able to actually operate the machine and make parts designed for a 3D for a 3D printer. Oh, okay. I think it's great that you taught your two oldest how to use it. Yeah, yeah, they love it for sure. Cool. Okay. Um. Where, what? At what? Um. If people want to reach you or work with you or have you make them something with 3D printing, um, can you tell everybody what your um official website is?
1: My official website is ravneimad.com, that's dot com. and uh, over there you can see some of the products I sell, you can reach out to me over there, I have my email and my phone number, so people can reach out to me um, by WhatsApp or by email, and I'm uh, more than happy to uh, help anybody most of my customers for the products themselves are in Israel however I do work with a lot of international clients in order to help them develop uh, specific uh, objects and products so
0: so, uh, so for any I'm not speak. About- Cool. Yeah. So for anybody listening that might be interested in getting something 3D printing related made for you, even if no matter whatever country you you may live in, I'm going to have on the top of the description box, the name of his website again with that R website. I'll have the rough, how you spelled it and all. I'm going to have your specific website at the top of the description box for anybody that wants to work with Benzion for their further 3D printing needs. So, um, I really liked having you on and um, hopefully in the future uh, we could talk about something that's not related to 3D printing, maybe about, um, I don't know. I don't know what what we could figure out offline and what the topics could be, but I'd like to have you back on again sometime. Um, but I'm really glad you... I'm really glad you came on today and uh, everybody, again, I'll have the, his website at the top of the description box. You can contact him via email or WhatsApp from inside the website. And... Um, that's about it for now. Um, thanks again, Ben, Benzion, for coming on. Um, and, um, it was, say it again.
1: Thank you, Ben.
0: Thank you. And, uh, everybody, um, that's all for now. And, uh, uh, everybody dance and have a good time. One more time. Everybody dance and have a good time. This is Benzion Sharif from 3D Printing and Millennial Man Motions Entertainment signing out.